This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Cody Decker. First baseman, third baseman, catcher, left fielder, right fielder, DH, pinch hitter, all-around handsome guy. On 670, the score. Fastball high in the air, deep left field. This game is tied. Cody Decker with career home run number 200. If they're unwritten rules, why aren't they written? Because they're not rules. And now it's time for Down the Line with former major leaguer Cody Decker on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station, presented by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Welcome to Down the Line with Cody Decker. Brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. You are listening to 670 The Score. Guys, I am Cody Decker. Thank you for joining the show. We got so, so much to cover right now. But first things first, let's just get right to it. Let me introduce my main man, Brandon Fryer. Brandon, how you doing, baby? I'm good. I'm good, man. Happy Sunday. Oh, happy, happy Sunday, man. I always like want every time I do this show on the weekend, I always want to like introduce it like a monster truck rally. Like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But I just don't have the sound effects of like uh, at hand. But you do, Brandon. Yes, we do. So now, see, now that you told me that, next time we do a show Sunday, I'm gonna have Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. My man. God, see, this that's why you're the best in the business, Brandon. That's why we got you here for down the line. Thank you so much for joining the show. By the way, Brandon, let people know where the text line is so they can join the conversation today. Yes, just feel free to text in is 312-644-6767 again 312-644-6767 now we got a lot to cover here but of course the show brought to you as always by circa resort and casino it is a beautiful day outside i would give anything to be at the pool over at circa specifically right there watching all those games that are taking place today lots of baseball to talk about right now so let's just get right into it guys yesterday what a day what a day we talked about the White Sox at length yesterday, talking about what are we going to get today? Are we getting this? Are we getting Lucas Giolito that we know and love? Or are we going to have the bumpy version of Lucas Giolito that we kind of got a little bit in the first half? Now, I have not been quiet that I am a huge Lucas Giolito fan. Not just not just professionally and what he does on the field. I've known him since he was a little kid. Okay, he, We grew up in the same town in Santa Monica, California. I'm close with his family. And there's no one in the world I believe in more than I believe in Lucas Giolito. And I truly, truly mean that. I'm not saying this because I'm a like some Giolito mark. I know this guy. And I've seen what he does. And I see his work ethic. And you know he is coming out with his hair on fire for this second half because he had, you know, it wasn't a bad first half by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't the all-star first half that I think we all wanted and expected out of him. And you, he even said he went on vacation, didn't think about baseball during the entire break, and he came out yesterday and pitched a complete game, 106 pitch gem, with the exception of just one mistake made in the eighth inning, opposite field home run. The White Sox get the game 10-1. to Guys, I told you that this was going to happen. In fact, when we went over all the games yesterday, 
Brandon, you can attest that I have been on absolute fire. Yes, man. You've been money. You've been money these past, like, what, two, three days right now. You, oh, you've man, been on I, the roll. I have missed no picks except one. And I'm furious, and we're going to get to that later on in the show. But I will give you a hint. I am very upset with the Mets. Oh, my God, Mets. Are you kidding me? Anyways, back to the White Sox. White Sox, White Sox. I really loved this team yesterday. They were coming out swinging. Uh, Once again, Anderson extends his hit streak to 13 games. Abreu making some White Sox history yesterday. 214th career home run, tying him for fourth all-time on the White Sox list. For an organization that is as storied and historic as the White Sox, that is no small task. He uh, tied Carlton Fisk, Hall of Famer, and of course, he's only eight more away before he becomes number three on the all-time White Sox list. He's going to pass Harold Baines probably by the end of August the way he's been swinging it so I am loving this team and it just comes down to it what does this team need to do to just extend their lead because quite frankly I've made it I've made it abundantly clear that I think this is the best team in the division we all saw what happened with the Minnesota Twins this year what a disaster that happened in Minnesota everyone picked them to be a playoff team so much so that people were like man these White Sox, are, are they too young? Maybe that's maybe they're going to be a wild card team. Maybe the Twins are still going to be at the top of that division. And then people were still scared about Cleveland. Unfortunately, Cleveland moved out Lindor, then dealt with a lot of injuries. Josh Naylor might have been the final nail in the coffin for him. But looking at this division, it seems like the White Sox have this well at hand. Like, well at hand. Like, don't even bother type of well at hand. They are playing the Houston Astros right now, who I've been adamant is the scariest team in baseball, in my opinion. But I loved that game last night. I like what the White Sox are doing right now. And, you know, I have been critical about Tony La Russa, of course. And I think a lot of us have. And a lot of us, a lot of us are justified, extremely justified, by the way. But it doesn't mean he's not a, a smart baseball man. It doesn't take away from anything that Tony La Russa has done in his Hall of Fame career. And he is a Hall of Famer. But quite frankly, like I've said before, if I took a literal ham sandwich, put a White Sox hat on it, and put it in the same chair as Tony La Russa, the team would probably have four more wins than it currently has. That being said, I don't dislike Tony La Russa. I'm not one of those guys that just was like anti-Tony La Russa. That's not the case. I just think this team is going to win no matter what they did, no matter what they did. And I do think down the road, and I hope I'm wrong. I truly do hope I'm wrong. Down the road, I do think the signing of A.J. Hinch to Detroit is going to be something that eventually haunts the White Sox. You literally just said a ham sandwich can get four more wins than Tony La Russa. I mean, he made some decisions that a ham sandwich would not have made. That's all I'm saying. There was a couple of bullpen moves, especially in that first month and a half. That and, I mean, and I don't think the, even the ham sandwich needed to know the extra inning rule, but probably would have done a better job than Tony La Russa did with that extra inning rule early in the year. That being said, love this team. I think they're going to win going forward, but they do have an issue at the catcher position. And I like Zach Collins. I do. But Grand Ball being hurt is not a small thing. Luckily, we got some guys coming back, some big guys coming back, which is huge for the team. And they are still in the trade market looking for another infielder. Of course, we've mentioned all the names that are the hot names right now. There's Trevor Story. There's Eduardo Escobar. There is Frazier. There are names out there that are very, very, very attractive. And you have to assume the White Sox are going to get at least one of them. A texter just said, like, the Sox need to get Chris Bryant to extend their lead. It ain't happening. 
I, yeah. it's just it's just listen on the list of things that now if you're a White Sox fan obviously you'd love to have your hands on Chris Bryant but it just isn't happening there's no way they trade him over to the south side yeah, it's, it's not going to happen pipe dream yeah yeah, it's a pipe dream. And also, you got to keep in mind what they have in the minor league system right now. Not a ton. They could get him. They'd have to give up quite a bit for him. But I don't know if Brian's going to bring in the haul that, say, a Craig Kimbrell's going to bring in, because he's not. That being said, Brian's going to absolutely help a team, and he would help the White Sox. But I think it's pretty much assumed that Bryant is going to be either going to the East Coast to the Queens, or you might see him in the Southern California in either the Dodgers or the Padres. There's a lot of teams that could really use Chris Bryant right now. But I'm still focused on this whole thing with the catcher position for the White Sox. Grandall being out hurts. It does hurt. Now, he is going to get back at some point this year. We don't have a real timetable yet, but I do think they need some help behind the plate. I think Zach Collins will take on the majority of the work, as he should, but I think they can get their hands on another veteran catcher out there. A name that immediately comes to mind is Max Stassi out of Anaheim. I think Matt Stassi would be a really good guy to have as your backup catcher splitting time with Collins right now. He's a right-handed bat, so you get to supplement Collins' left-handed bat. I just think it would be a good move to get a right-handed hitting catcher with a little bit of veteran experience, and the name that just keeps popping up for me is Max Stassi. Two weeks left before the the trade deadline. Let's see what the White Sox do to extend their lead. This team is going to win the division and hopefully go deep in October. 670 the score down the line with Cody Decker brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Guys, bet with the pros with the world's largest sports book, and that's only at Circa Sports. Get the Circa Sports app and start making your bets today, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk a little bit about yesterday and how on fire I was. And I was. Brandon, I made some people some money yesterday, baby. You made a lot of people some money this time. Like I said, you've been on a hot streak. You've been predicting it, what, two, three days in a row now. I mean, you just don't fire right now. It just I, keeps I really coming. What, what one game I was really hesitant on, though. There was one game that I was really going with my heart, and I talked about the Yankees yesterday. The Yankees were in a must-win situation. It was a must-win. They At this point, they had been, what, 0-7 against the Red Sox this year. They got swept at home already. They dropped the first game in the series, and you got your horse, Garrett Cole, on the mound, who has been pitching amazing lately. And when I say lately, I mean his last two previous starts going into this one. Of course, he had a couple of bad games after the uh, crackdown began, but now Garrett Cole seems to be back onto his normal form, and he was yesterday. I told you to take the under. I expected it to be a low score affair it was Yankees get the win 3-1 Garrett Cole pitches the entire game it was called due to rain in the sixth so that was really good news for the Yankees that their you know their bullpen didn't get an opportunity to mess it up again but luckily they got out of it that team needs some arms in that pen I'm looking at you Chicago because Craig Kimbrell is a guy that is going to be a hot ticket and the Yankees desperately need to do something about that bullpen desperately they also need some bats they actually need some guys to get on base Tim LaCastro yesterday got hurt fat one of the fastest guys in Major League Baseball that hurts I know he doesn't sound like a sexy flashy name but losing that guy does really really hurt gave you that game that was a really good one but guys we had some tough uh, things happened yesterday in Major League Baseball. And let's just because we're talking about the Yankees right now, let's go and stay on that right now. Let's talk about something that happened in left field with Alex Verdugo. What happened was during the, I believe, sixth inning, a fan threw a ball and actually hit Alex Verdugo in the back. Now, I've seen things thrown on the field before, but I've actually never seen a player actually get hit. 
This this is actually a first for me. Now I've heard of it. I, I one of my mentors, Reggie Smith, in fact, told me a story about one time when he was in San Francisco. He got hit with like a helmet in le- in right field. So much so that he had to like go in the stands and fight a guy. Clearly, Alex Verdugo yesterday, angry, wanted to fight the guy. And uh, Aaron Boone, after the game, manager of the New York Yankees, had some comments about the, that particular fan. Aaron, what were you told about the scene that unfolded in left field? It looked like a fan hit Verdugo with a ball. That's my understanding that someone threw the ball and hit him at point blank from behind. It's awful, embarrassing, unacceptable. Um, my understanding is they they did catch the guy. Hopefully he's in jail right now. I agree. He should be in jail. That is literal assault. Listen, I, I baseball players, yes, they're supreme athletes. They're at the very top of their field of their industry that of the history of their industry, in fact. But we got to stop pretending that they aren't human beings. You got to stop pretending that your fandom is more important than these guys' lives. We go through protocols every spring training. When I say I go through protocols, we saw something happen in Major League Baseball that was actually terrifying. This was not a terrifying situation. It was a bad situation, but it wasn't terrifying. And in, in, over in D.C., we had a terrifying situation. Truly, truly terrifying. Another thing that we go through a lot of protocols, safety protocols in spring training, if something like this happens. And yes, we do go over active shooter situations in spring training. Luckily, this did not take place in the stadium. It doesn't look like anyone in the stadium was specifically targeted, but we don't have all the information at the moment. Apparently, four people were shot outside of Nationals Ballpark in D.C. The game was suspended and finished out this morning. The uh, Padres did win that ball game. Um, but, you know, there were certain things about it that were very terrifying. There was a video very specifically where you saw players on both sides running into the stands to get their families and sprint inside. And then something that was really really restored my faith in mankind was Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. Because apparently there were some fans by the dugout who were really freaking out, like really like in tears and scared. And Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado went out in the stands, opened up the gate and brought them in. That was a wonderful thing to do. I, I commend the Nationals ballpark. I commend both teams on the field. I commend how they handled the situation because, quite frankly, we haven't had that situation happen yet, and it's something that we don't want to ever see. It was terrifying, and I just want to wish everybody the, emo- the most amount of safety and truly commend everybody for how the situation was handled. Um, but it, it was scary. We go through, trust me, the amount of safety protocols we go through, there is even, like, they give us details on how we have to handle, you know, even getting held up at gunpoint or knife point. We have very specific protocols of what players have to do. We have people we have to call after the events. Like, it's it's a very scary thing, not to mention if you're someone who gets threats or your family gets threats. I've been in a situation where me and my family have been threatened before. I had to go through Major League Baseball and have it handled. It's These are scary things that take place in this game. And that's the thing I want you guys to remember. At the end of the day, this is all serious business and it's fun and we love this game, but it is that. It is a game. We have to still remember that this is a game meant for children and meant for fun. 670 The Score, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Thank you guys for bearing with me on that little subject right there. I wanted to get that off my chest. And now we are getting back to baseball games. I did mention the Padres and the Nationals. The Padres did get the win. The over did come in. I told you to take both. I also told you that the Padres are going to win by two. They did. Wow, I made you money again. You're welcome. Man, I'm just on fire. Dodger game, nailed that one too. Dodgers taking care of the over just by themselves yet again. 
beating up on, beating up on. And by the way, what about those Dodgers? Dodgers are playing the Colorado Rockies again today. Last game of the series. Are they going to complete the sweep? Well, they got David Price on the mound. Minus 150. By the way, that is arguably some of the best value you're going to get out of a Dodger game this year. And it's in Colorado. Yes, you take it. The Rockies are barely a baseball team. The Dodgers are the best team in Major League Baseball. You got to take that pick right now while you can. I do think the over-under is a little lofty. 11 and a half runs. The Dodgers have successfully done this at the last two days. I'm kind of hesitant to tell you to do it. But I'm not hesitant to tell you to take the negative one and a half line at minus 106. Absolutely, the Dodgers are going to win by four runs. Absolutely, they're going to win by four runs. No question about it. Uh, talked about the Padres. They're getting ready to play, take on the Washington Nationals. Scherzer on the mound for the Nats. They are playing in D.C. Musgrove for the Padres. Of course, Musgrove no slouch himself. I don't think the Padres are going to sweep. I think Max Scherzer is going to go deep into this ball game and uh, you know set the tone early. I do think, however, it's not going to be a low-scoring game. The Padres don't stop hitting, and quite frankly, the Nationals are hitting quite well in this series, even though they have been getting beat handedly in this series. So I think the over, which is set at eight runs, minus 115, go ahead and take that right away if you can. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Yankees. The Yankees are a team that are in another must-win situation. They are missing key players to their team, including two All-Stars that are offensive threats. They are playing in New York. Good news, no rain looking on the forecast, 20% chance of rain, 84 degrees right now in New York, so it's looking to be a beautiful day over in the Bronx. Perez for the Red Sox on the mound. He is 4-1 on the road this year. He has a 2.04 ERA on the road this year. I'm telling you this right now that the smart money would be to pick the Red Sox. I am not picking the Red Sox. I am picking the Yankees in this game. I think we're going to have ourselves a high-scoring affair. I think Talion's going to go very, very deep in this game. They are projected to win. Minus 121 for the Yankees. I'm going to tell you to go ahead and take it. And the over at 9.5 at minus 105. I think these guys are going to swing the bats today. I think both teams are going to swing the bats today. The weather's going to allow it. And I don't think that the Red Sox are ready for how angry and bitter the Yankees might be today because the Yankees know they're up against the wall. And that's why I'm giving them the edge in this game. Smart money's not on it, in my opinion. I like Perez more than I like Talent. But today, I like the Yankees more than I like the Red Sox. 670 the score, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Guys, get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Bet with the pros at the world's largest sports book, and that is Circa Sports. Guys, I want to talk to you about something that's been bothering me all day. There's been a team I have been feverishly defending all season. And they are running out of my goodwill. New York Mets. I played for you in 2017. I have a soft spot in my heart for the New York Mets. But my God, this team has to be cursed. This has got to be arguably one of the most cursed franchises of all time. How, how can nothing go right in Queens? You got Francisco Lendor, arguably the most exciting player in baseball. He goes down with an oblique injury. Oh, God. Oh, God. And he was he was he had four hits in the game yesterday and goes down with an oblique injury. Not what you want. 
Half your team has been hurt all year. You're last in the league in offense, yet you're still in fourth in first place. You're still in first place in a truly anemic division. But you're about to get swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates. You were up seven to nothing yesterday and blew this game. You're killed. They're the Pirates. I mean, they MLB put out this tweet, pretty much said that. A team, every MLB team has been like 314 to zero when they're up six runs or more in the eighth inning. The Mets have now changed that. It's not like Seth Lugo is a bad pitcher. Seth Lugo's great. He gave up six runs. That's not Seth Lugo. Diaz, you know, we could see this from Diaz from time to time, to say the least. I mean, Diaz is having a pretty good year for the most part, but for these last two years, he's been an absolute calamity in New York. So this was ugly. This was bad. This needs to stop the bleeding immediately. In fact, they asked the players the night before, before the first loss to the Pirates, do you think this is something that could really go send your team in the wrong direction? He's like, no, no, we're good. Really? Well, last night you gave up a walk-off grand slam up 7-0 to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Can I just once again stress that point? They're the Pirates. Even more now that they need to probably make a trade. Like something like that, you're right, could turn their whole season around. Even more, you're, you're, you still got the lead, but you need to make a trade. I just feel you, like that's happening. It's not like you need to make a trade. You need to do it yesterday. You got to go. Go, go, go. You don't need one person anymore. You need several. You just showed me right now that your bullpen needs help. And quite frankly, there is a team right now in the north side of Chicago with two pieces that are perfect for you, New York Mets. Quite frankly, just send the Cubs the entire Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Send them the entire double-A team. All of them. You don't care about them anyways. Trust me, I know. I played on that team. You made it abundantly clear you didn't care about me. Send them over to Chicago and get your hands on these two guys. Get Kimbrel and Brian. Don't mess around. You know what? Throw in Contreras. I don't care. Get everyone that can do anything. If they can even pick up a bat and swing it physically, get them. I don't care. Get them. Can Arietta swing it? Maybe bring him in to play third base. This is a disaster. What is Arietta up to, by the way? That's right. He's the Phantom of Wrigleyville right now. He's injured, so maybe they, he's got that he's got that hamstring injury that no one knew about. So maybe they can't trade for him and play him at third best. Oh, Mets, Mets, Mets! Turn it around, guys. This is this is this is crazy. And by the way, don't think for a second that other people aren't making making serious strides already in the a in the NL East. Game one yesterday for Jock Peterson. He made his debut. He homered. The team beat the Rays nine to nothing. They're up on the Rays right now. This is a team that is ready to make a move. If the Braves win a couple of games this next week, you better believe they're going to add a couple more bodies. They definitely will. And you know the Phillies are getting ready to make a move. You know the Nats are getting ready to make If the Nats win tonight, expect them to be in the trade market big time. If they don't get swept by the Padres, they're going out there. They're going to get somebody. Because the Mets are too unstable. The NL East is a disaster. If the NL East gives me serious 2004 Padre vibes, and hear me out on this. Back in 2004... Uh, no team in the NL West was over 500, except the Padres got to 500 on the final day of the season, clinching a playoff spot. And I remember John Cruck was on baseball tonight going, I don't think any team from the NL West should be in the playoffs. And he was right, and I feel that way right now about the NL East. The NL East is is rookie-level baseball right now, and it shouldn't be because you have some of the most exciting and best players in the world in that division right now. 
I can see every team in there being buyers and making a trade. We already got the Braves. They already made a few already. But you can see the Mets, Philly, National, maybe even the Marlins make some trades. I can't believe I'm it. saying this, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Marlins can catch up. It really isn't. That's how bad that division is right now. Oh, but by the way, one thing I want to point out in that game last night. My biggest pet peeve in baseball was achieved in the final moment of the Mets-Pirates game last night, and I'm looking at you, Edwin Diaz. Whenever a pitcher gives up a home run or a deep fly ball but immediately points up to the sky like it's a pop-up, you look like such an idiot. You, you point at, What are you pointing at? You're pointing at a, the walk-off a grand slam you just gave up? It's the same thing that what hitters do. There's a pet peeve I have with hitters, too. It's the worst. You know when they take a strike early in the count, and then they feverishly nod up and down, like, yeah, yeah, that was a strike. That was a strike. I didn't want to swing at that pitch. I knew that. I knew it was going to be a strike anyways. You are such a tool. You are such a tool. That, like, that's an Adam Eden thing. Like, Adam Eden takes a strike and nods up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good, umpire. I know, I, I know you. You were good. We're cool. I hate that. Such a pet peeve. Yeah, pointing at, pointing at the sky like it's a pop-up when it goes 10, 10 rows deep. Really tough look. Really tough look. 670 the score down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Guys, let's get into the Cubs, baby. Oh my God, we're having a fire sale. Oh, the burning. Yep, they are giving that fire sale. They got Jock Peterson out. You, Who knows who's going to be next, but they do have a game tonight, and they are going for the sweep. I am two for two about the Cubbies, and thank you because I was losing my mind yesterday at that ninth inning. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The D-backs are terrible. Can someone please get on base? And then two outs in the top of the ninth. They got that rally going. Contreras home run happened. Boom. Under came up huge. Four to two ball game. Cubs win again tonight. They got the Davies on the mound facing Kelly. Kelly, one of the better pitchers for the Diamondbacks. That being said, Davies minus 110. I like that pick. I think it's pretty good. I am a little, I'm a little concerned about the over-under. So I'm actually going to leave the over-under alone today. And the reason why is because both teams have just been too streaky offensively. I, I just, I don't confidently say the over and or under would come in however I do think the Cubs are going to win by two runs and that line is at plus 135 some serious value on that I think you should go ahead and take it I do think they're going to sweep the Diamondbacks as they should the Cubs are better than the Diamondbacks they are granted that's not a compliment to Chicago don't think it is I mean for the love of God the Diamondbacks are I, it's embarrassing, quite frankly, what's going on in Phoenix. And it makes me upset because I played for the Diamondbacks for two seasons, and I love that fr franchise. But I like the Cubs tonight. I really do. I like what they're going to be getting in for these next trades. Kimbrell and Bryant, I just said both would fit in New York. And for Queens, they need them. The Mets desperately need them. And the Cubs have the pieces to move. Guys, I know we don't like talking about the Cubs being sellers, but they are. And it's the right thing to do for the franchise, for the city, for the team, for everything. I would even say it's best for Wrigley Gum. I don't know why I think that, but I'm just throwing it out there. Perhaps it might be best for Wrigley Gum. They're going to get back a lot of bodies. They're going to get back, hopefully, a ton of prospects. And hopefully, this will be better than what happened with you, Darvish. Uh, 815 Texas said the Cubs should trade, maybe package Kimbrell and Hendricks. They would probably get a nice haul for that. I know you've been you, big on not trading Hendricks. Yes. I, listen. Yes, you, would get, you wouldn't get a nice haul. You could get... 
you can get an outrageous amount for that. But you're going to really trade away your your ace pitcher and Kyle Hendricks when you have that much control over him, and your plan is to compete next year for the division crown. They're not the Cubs aren't doing this right now to finish in third place next year. If they make these moves, it's to win next year. That's my only hesitation on Kyle Hendricks. However, Kimbrell himself is going to bring in more than enough of a pleasant haul. Guys, that is it for Down the Line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort Casino. Guys, get ready for the time of your life on Circa Resort Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Bet with the pros at the world's largest sports book, Circa Sports. Guys, join me tomorrow. We got the owner of Circa, Derek Stevens, joining us. Stick around right now for your Cubs pregame. You don't want to miss that. And, of course, listen to those Cubbies. Prove me right again. That's right. Get ready for the Cubs ballgame in Arizona. That's it for me. Be safe out there and beat it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.